Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's Every Yom Kippur in the mo- early in the morning. And um, I'll just say a few words uh, about the Yontif, a few ideas that occurred to me, uh, courtesy of Mishpacha Savansky. And um, very briefly, you know, I, um, in Shul, I have a very busy schedule. And so in Shul, when I have a chance, I'm using this, uh, I'm a fan of this new art scroll, uh, I'll call it Dumbbell Mishnais, you know what I mean. You know, it's a it's simplified and all. They did a very good job. And I didn't have time this year, as I sometimes do, at, between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, to go through the whole Yuma. Um, I didn't even have my picture Mishnahs with me, which is always the best for Yuma. The first uh, seven chapters, which talks about Avodos Yom and Kippurim, of course, the coin Godel business. Now we live in a time of uh, technology. So I saw it was sent to me, the whole movie's, you know, where they reenact the Avodos Yom Kippur, which is fine. Uh, I don't have any time for any of that stuff. Uh, it's great, but, you know, I just didn't have time for any of that stuff. But um, let me just say that I like this Mishnah. So what I did was, um, in between, in Shul, when I have a chance, uh, I'm doing the last parak. The last parak of Yuma, of course, obviously, the last parak, is the practical stuff for you and me, because we're not based on Mikdash, but the rules of fasting and all that kind of business. And when I say all that kind of business, including Chuba, <laughs> it's funny that we talk like that, but you know what I mean. The halachas of Hamashuiko, Sebazagasan, and so on and so forth. The practical dinam are in, um, in the last parrot. But now, uh, so I'm doing little by little. And uh, what, what I worked out, I liked very much, was I first looked at the art school dummy Mishnais, which has the English very nicely. They really did a very good job. I must say, and I don't simply mean in terms of the translation, but they weave the translation together in a very user-friendly way. And uh, after that, addition was nice. I picked up in Lakewood the other day, as I said before, which has, which is going to sound funny, uh, but which has the uh, the Mishnah with the uh, what do you call it? And it's all Manuka. That's the point. It's all Nakudas. And it's the Mishnayas and the um, uh, Bartanur, of course, and uh, to- the Ekertosis Yantav. That I have elsewhere. And this one even has the Yachin. Notice the Teferis Israel Yachin, Boaz Omanukad. And Teferis Israel is really cool. I usually don't have time to read it, but since it's like this, so I've been going through first the Mishnah with the Art School Dummy, and then you do the Mishnayas with the Bartanur, the Ekertosis Yantav, and the, uh, and the uh, Teferis Israel. And uh, it's, it's, I don't know why. And, you know, it's, it it, it, it kind of caught a lot of things to my attention. You should not think of when you march through it very quickly, uh, as we usually do. And I got up to Mishnah Ches. It's really very good. And I got up to Mishnah Ches. And there it gets complicated because in Mishnah Ches, in the last chapter, just this morning, it's talking about what exactly, I mean, how's the Kapar work? What exactly the fun- function of Yom Kippur? 
And I talked about this at great length in the Shabbat Shubh Rush when I tried to analyze this. It's not as simple as you imagine. Because, as you perhaps know, in the Chumash it doesn't say anywhere, thou shalt repent on Yom Kippur. Even though it sounds funny and almost counterintuitive, but nevertheless it's true. Consider what we're about to recite tomorrow, and Achrimos and all that. It talks about Kapara, Kibayam Zeichabralechem, Lufnei Hashem Elkechem. Tomorrow, God will forgive you. Mechaper, clean it up. The chaper is to sort of uh, find, I hate to use the word atonement, but let's, let's. Uh, the best term is clean the slate. So notice you won't be, won't be on your, on your uh, account anymore, and you won't be uh, punished for the sin. That's the chaper. Now it says, Lefnei Hashem Titaru. But if you know Hebrew, that simply means, you will become pure before the Lord. It doesn't say Lifnei Hashem Titaharu or Lifnei Hashem Hitaharu, which would be the grammatical way of saying, clean yourselves before the Lord. That, at least, would be the basis for saying, you should repent on Yom Kippur. It doesn't say that anywhere in the Chumash, which is strange. Instead, you'll become pure. There are a couple of Rishonim, but not in halachically serious books, which say, at least as far as I know, would say, Lefnei Hashem Tetoro means, is even a Chazalaga, uh, you know, homiletically means you should uh, do, do Tshuva. Lefnei Hashem Tetoro could mean clean yourself before the Lord, using future tense as a kind of like Queen Victoria thing. You know, you will sit down, young man. You will, uh, you know, make yourself clear before the Lord. But it doesn't, you know what I'm saying. Why does the Chumash come out plain and simple and say like this? Now it's coming a Zach called Yom Kippur, and there will be a whole elaborate ritual involving the Kohen Gadol. And you, for your part, you know, like it says in the Tzavim. Might not say that, but it doesn't. In fact, it doesn't say anywhere in the Chumash, you, should, you, you must return before the Lord your God. The Ramban, eh, you know, tries to make something out of very, in, a, in a very brief way. It's a very, very strange Ramban, because usually he's the type to go into Arichas on a point he wants to make. And if you just take the trouble to look in the Tzavim, he, ma- he mentions it offhandedly, a mitzvah zosis, mitzvah tshuva, which they make a big deal about. But, you know, there's nothing there. And the Rambam doesn't mention all, which is why I think, I think, I think, that the Rambam doesn't say there's a mitzvah tshuva, as is, is famous, notorious. Just vidoy. Doesn't say in the Yom Kippur ceremony, repentance. Um, in the prophets, in the Nevi'im, it talks about repentance. Like Shuba Yisrael Kech, but not in the Chumash. And so Yom Kippur is portrayed, I, like I said, I did this at great length in Shul. Yom Kippur is portrayed as the day you'll get Slicha Kapar done, um, which is fine with me. And of course, that is the basis for Behid Anasi and Rashlakish saying the Yom Kippur is Mechaber without Shuba. Rashlakish even says, increases that, uh, uh, what do you call it? Yom Kippur is Mechaber. Even for Mevait Yom Kippur. Isn't that amazing? Even a guy says, I don't believe in Yom Kippur, all the rest of it. So it sounds like it's a grace. It's like a nuclear. And here I am reading the Mishnahis this morning. And it says, Chatas of Asham Vade Mechapri, Misa Viyam Kippur Mechapri Mechachuba. And Shuba Mechapri is all various calls. I say, Los, I say, Achmur is told, Yom Kippur Mechapri. We all know, I know you know this, that there's famous Arba Chaluki Kapara. Where uh, there's a tribute to Rabbi, what's his name? 
Blazer and Azaria. It's a, yeah, Blazer and Azaria. Uh, this is so famous, you know. It says Ramasi Mecharish in Rome. He was a rabbi in Rome. The town who lived in Rome asked um, Blazer and Azaria when he met him in Rome, have you heard anything about Kapara? He said, there's a speech for Rabbi Shmuel with Darbachluka Kapara. And the Mishnah is more or less conform, more or less conforms to that. And that's the famous quadripartite business, which I need by heart. If you do Mrs. if you violate a Mrs. Lois, I say, which means if you do an act of omission, uh, all you need is chuba, and then Ainzazim and Makomo, right away you're forgiven. If you do an act of commission, if you violate a Lois, I say, Chuba and Yom Kippur. So notice if I did a, an Avera a month ago, and I did Chuba a month ago, full total Chuba. It's not forgiven until Yom Kippur. Which is why today, which is Erev Rosh Hashanah, I'm sorry, Erev Yom Kippur, is a day, according, I'm, I'm just quoting the Shari Chuba here. One of his reasons. It, it's it's a reason that we fe- feast on uh, Erev Yom Kippur, right? Why is there a mitzvah to eat on Erev Yom Kippur? One of the reasons is, you're happy that you finally made Yom Kippur and all your, the Averis that you did and for which you already repented are now going to be clean thank you, on, on uh, Yom Kippur. I'm saying, so you're happy about that. That's not the only reason. It's at the end of uh, the Shari Chuba. You take a look and you'll see. By the way, if you don't have time to read the Shari Chuba and who does, just read the fourth part now on uh, Yom Kippur. Take the show and read the fourth part. It's not long. It'll be very cool. Um, and what they did was, uh, he's mentioning here that you did the sin, but you also did chuba, then you need Yom Kippur. And then if you did a bad sin, you need chuba, you need Yom Kippur, and you surin. So what does that mean? Let's say I did a vera, a bad vera, a month ago. I did chuba for that. I did. No question about it. I need Yom Kippur, but it's also going to be surin. Surin could come before it, surin come after it. And even until these term. If you did Chil Hashem, you need everything plus Misa. You've heard that before. I mean, who hasn't? Now, the Mishnah, uh, let's put it this way. He didn't mention there anything about Karbanas. Now, he said, have you heard the speech of Rabbi Shemal? And he said, yeah. Um, what do you call it? I heard the speech of Rabbi Shemal, and he gave this this uh, 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 quadripartite, uh, you know, uh, division of how it works. The carbonus were not mentioned. Now you could say that uh, it was after the base of Mish, after Rabbi Shmuel's contemporary Rabbi Kiva, they lived after the Corbin. Matter of fact, now I'm talking to you, I'm thinking myself, this is actually historically significant. Because the person involved, who you don't hear too often, is Ramasi ben Kharsh. And I wouldn't think about this if I hadn't been looking at the Bishnais closely these last couple of days. Between Mincha Marvin and whatever in Shul. Um I'll tell you exactly what I mean when I say that. Um, Ramasi Makarsh is a Tana in Rome. You know, he's famous in the Pirkei because he said, better be the tail of a lion than the head of a, of a wolf or whatever. You know what that means. No, if you're living in Rome, you're like the Rosh Hashiva in Montana in Idaho. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but she was, it's a nothing. Better to be the smallest guy in Volosian than the biggest guy in, um, you know, Saskatchewan or whatever. Uh, okay, I hear that. And Ramazi Makarsh is mentioned elsewhere. It's funny, he is mentioned elsewhere in um, in um, our parak. You don't see him too often. Um, Mishnah Vov, it talks about if you get bull miss and you have to eat, 
or get bit by a rabid dog and you have to eat. And uh, it said, Ramasi Mecharish, you know, it's a Mishan Oshkel Kel Shota. If you eat, if you get bitten by a rabid dog, in Machin Mechatzer Kevishal, Tanakama says, you don't kill the dog and give the guy the liver. That was a Segula, not a Refua, not what we call Western medicine, but it was called folk medicine. So for folk medicine, you can't violate the Isra of eating on Yom Kippur. Ramasi Mecharish Matir, Masi Mecharish says, you can. In other words, he held it as a real medicine. And Masi Mecharish says, Hachoshish Begrono, Matir Lo Sam Besoch Pib Beshabbos. So this guy you never hear of, Masi Mecharish, was Rashim Ron. He tells you the very, very important rule, very important rule, which is Savik Nefoshes Dochus Shabbos. It's the Mishnah there. Right? I mean, we use that a lot, obviously. Um, obviously. So it's just interesting that here you are. He's a rabbi in Rome. It's after the Churban Beis Hamikdash. The Blessed Azariah shows up, obviously on a mission to consult with the Roman authorities because they had all these gazeras that the Romans put, especially the Emperor Domitian, after the destruction of Beis Hamikdash. Uh, and you find from time to time the rabbis from Israel had to run over to Rome to do it. The reason they picked Rabbi Nazari, even though he was 18 years old, was because he was loaded and therefore he knew how to get along with the Romans because they they would only respect somebody who was a millionaire. That's what the Chazal say. And he says, have you heard anything about Chalukas Kapara? Now, why is he asking him that? I'm just, you know, I, I have to tell you, I, I just thought of it this second. Obviously, used to be the Carbonus is such an icker part of Yom Kippur, and now there's no there's no uh, Carbonus. Basically, it's just been destroyed. What do you do now? And he explained that, you know, you do tshuva. Uh, you know, tshuva plus Yom Kippur, tshuva plus Yisurim, tshuva plus Misa. But the Mishnah is, is obviously predating the destruction of Beis and its origins. And it says, Chattas V'ashem Vade Mechaprin. If you bring a Chattas V'ashem Mechaprin, it doesn't say anything about Shuba. The Mefarshim, the Rambam and such types, they say, oh, definitely means that you bring the carbon with, with the Shuba. <laughs> doesn't say that. Misa V'yom Kapur Mechaprin Mechaprin Oh, so, you know, you could almost be Medayik, except that they're not. That Yom Kippur is Mechaprin with the Shuba, Misa V'yom with the Shuba. Sounds like he's talking about, you know, like I said before, after the base of English. It's unclear. I call, I'm calling this to your attention. That those who are interested in engaging with the text today and tomorrow, which has to do with the very heart of what Chuba is all about, will be interested, I think, in this Mishnah of uh, Ches and Perkes, where they're talking about what exactly is the things that affect the Chuba, if you're that type. And uh, I'll tell you the truth. I came home and I said, you know, before I do this podcast, I'm going to pull out the dummy Mishnahis of the Art Scroll. I'm also going to pull out the um, smarty one, the regular one, you know, the old-fashioned, or whatever they call it, with all the commentary in English. Uh, my Rebbe did the one in, in Rosh Hashanah. Because I want to see what the different opinions are about this Mishnahis. They're missing. I don't know who took it. All my Mishnahis are gone on Yuma. And my son-in-law said he didn't take it, so I don't know who took it. I'm a little... Uh, Surprised at this. Whatever it is, uh, I'll, I'll look later on and chill. And so should you. On, on 8-8, Perkhes, Mishnechess. Hagzak does the work in all the commentaries. And the, the one in, I saw on the show this morning, like I said, the easy one, the dummy one, uh, they pointed out some sources which talk about the fact that you don't go literally by all this. 
it could be that if you do an intense teshuva, it kind of surpasses all the rigid, uh, formulaic ways that it's put in our Mishnais. You know, you have to do tshuva and Yom Kippurim and this, that, and the other. Sometimes tshuva can, can go beyond that, if you're sincere. Uh, these are all attempts to try to bring some kind of a system out of uh, tshuva. You know, is it an and a los say Is it something has a chil Hashem? Uh, I understand the desire of theologians that try to make sense out of this. But in my opinion, as best I can tell, it's, a frust- it's, it's an effort that can't work because the whole idea that Shuba doesn't make sense. What I mean is, it doesn't conform to human logic. And I'm not giving a frummy speech over here, oh, you know. Simply, you, you, you just don't know how God operates. And this is not my insight. This goes back to a guy called Moshe Rabbeinu. Because we have just finished all the slichas, as we say 10,000 times, and Yom Kippur we're going to say another 1,000 times, you know, El Yoshev Kisei Rachmim Vayav Rasham Panavayik Rasham El Racham B'chan Nerech Apayim Rav Ches V'Emes What is that story? The story is they did a sin of the Eglazov. Moshe was real uh, obviously upset about it. We don't find, I wanted to point out to you, it doesn't say that the Jews went crazy and did tshuva and all the rest of it. Moshe did. Right? doesn't say, oh, the Jews said, chotonu, avinu, bashanu, and so on and so forth. It just doesn't say that. It says Moshe went and prayed for them. Which could be, in my humble opinion, the basis for the Rabbi Yuna Nasi approach and the others, which is the coin doll does the heavy lifting. Because it doesn't say, in the Avodos Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol leads the people in confession. The Kohen Gadol leads everybody in repentance. Instead, it's vicarious. The people are standing there, and the Kohen Gadol does all the work. You know, Chatu Amcha Yisrael, and so on and so forth. So the Icar is you just make yourself part of the claw, and you get Nichlal in the Kohen Gadol's Kapar. Knows that he attains. It's a very claw-oriented type of thing. The reason I'm mentioning is, so none of it makes sense. It's grace. And the original case, Moshe is dominating way. And even though Moshe is a good lawyer, and a good lawyer will say, I don't have a chance, but I'm going to give my best shot. You know, I don't have a chance. But my job as a lawyer to my client is to give my best shot. I don't expect to win, but i got to give my best shot. That's a professional. Moshe Man was a professional. And he davened and said this, and slach no, and this and that and the other. And went to his surprise. God said, okay, I forgive him. Moshe said, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. And I said, Vayav Hashem al-Pana v'yikro, Adonai Yonai al-Rach m'chanei erech apayim rab ches v'emes, nozich chesel from nozich yom pesha, etc. And, you know, the plain meaning is God says, this is who I am, I don't have to explain myself to you. Sometimes I have this heavy grace. It's not, Automatic, you know, I, I, I'll show chain, which chain means you didn't deserve it, to whoever I feel like. And I'm sure Moshe was perplexed. That we all know that he said, Hodini, you know, Harinius Kodecha, whatever, whatever it was, he says, you know, show me your face, show me your ways. And God said, you know, I don't have to. I'm not going to. 
right? I'm not going to. You can see my back. You can see my face, as we all know the famous story. All of which means, when you come to things like tshuva, or slicha kapar, that's a better way, you can't go at it uh, intellectually. Although the Mishnahis does, and the Gemara does, and the Shari Chuba do, and the Rambam does, and everybody else. They all disagree with me, <laughs> right? But you, you can't go that it, it doesn't work that way. At least it doesn't seem to. And when you see a logically, logically try to say, well, if you do this, like the Chalukah Kapar, if you do the Mrs. Ase, which involves this, that, and the other, or you do an Asham Vadai, it's this way, you do Asham Toloi, you know, it's that way. The Gemara goes in all kinds of discussion. If he did the Asham Tali, Yom Kippur to Mechaber. But if you remember afterwards, it's no longer an Asham Tali, that he can bring Asham body. You know, that whole way of approaching it, which is obviously a Mahalach of all these great people do it, doesn't seem to me that that's the Mahalach of, of Yom Kippur, really, really, really. But we don't want to go around. How come what I'm saying sounds so weird? Because we don't go around telling everybody, it's a, free, it's a freebie. You have to do nothing. You know, it's a, it, it goes, I mean, who wants to do that? Then nobody will ever do chuba won't get better. We are in favor of people repenting. We are in favor of people getting better. It, not simply for the kapara part, but, you know, because you want people to get better. It's, it's, uh, that's the difference between chuba, what do you call it? Miyara chuba Let's talk chuba miyara. Chuba the guys are like this. I did have areas. I want to get better, not because I'm worried about the punishment. I want to get better because I want to get better. You tell somebody, why are you reading that big book? I want to improve my mind. What are you getting out of it? I want to improve my mind. I want to enhance myself. The Germans called it building. You know, I want to be a better person. Why are you learning that thing? I'd like to be better. No, I, I want to be a more full human being. Full human being for religious students. I mean, the fullness includes a relationship with God. That if somebody talks like that, that's a chubmiyava. Then they say, as we all know, that the Averas are turned into mitzvahs or whatever it is, you know, different opinions or Chicago's. Because then the Averas are the ones that triggered your chuva, and they resulted in you being an enhanced person. So in other words, let's say I did an Avera. Let's say I realized it was wrong. You know, in other words, let's put it this way. I'm talking about I'm an exalted person. I'm a, a chashua person. So I did an Avera. Everybody does Averas. Then I thought about it. And I really thought about it. And I said, I don't like the way this is affecting my lifestyle, my relationship, or lack thereof with Hashem. And so I'm going to try to fix that up. So it turns out the sin triggered a series of events at the final result of which was that I'm closer to Hashem. Now, does that mean you should do an Avera? <laughs> That's the argument of the Sabatians in the 18th century. Do a sin so that you'll then do chuba and then become a higher madriga. There's a whole book on this by Professor... Who forget the guy's name. The uh, Picars. I remember Ari Lichman got from me many years ago from Israel. Very nice of him. Im Chilufet Kufot, I think it's called. Or something like that. Uh, it was all about this phenomenon. Well, the Sabatians, you know what I mean, do the sin, so then eventually you do chuba. You know how that works. You do the sin, and then you don't do the chuba. I kind of like these parties, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's the problem with a sin. It's very easy to get addictive. I'm talking about a person who didn't get, who was lucky enough not to get addicted by the sin, 
And then says, gee, I made a mistake. I'll give you a dumb example. Which some will like and some will not like. Suppose I told you drinking's bad. Booze. So here comes a guy. They go over to me. They give him something to drink. He drinks it. He drinks it. You know, bourbon. He said, ew, this is disgusting. As a result, he's like, I'm never going to drink again. Ew, I didn't like it. So it turns out, when you gave him the drink, which got him temporarily drunk, actually with a type up, because as a result, he made a life decision, and he never touched a bottle again. You can't say, even those of you who are alcoholics, you can't say, it's a good thing to drink. You know, in other words, you don't believe, unless you're a nut, you don't believe like a missionary, everybody should get, should be a, a, a drinker. You say, I guess, I like drinking. I have friends that like drinking. But you can hear the Vard, the person like this, I'm better off if I'm able to wean myself off of dependency and not have to drink. I don't like to. Or smoking, that might be, a, I think I'll have more luck if I talk about smoking. So he told the guy, here's a cigarette, and he said, ew, that's disgusting. And so never smokes again. So I did him a favor by giving me that first cigarette because of the events that triggered. So then the, so the, is donus not, you know, nasus kishkagos, or does donus nasus commitus, actually did him something good because it triggered a series of events that end up with a better lifestyle. Lifestyle was no smoking. That's what they mean when they talk about these kinds of tshuva. Um, I don't want to belabor because the, the, the hour is late, of course. And so I just want to say that I would recommend for anybody who's interested to, uh, uh, and using very simple uh, language, I would uh, check out this Mishnahis, uh 8-8, Perk Mishnah, Perk Ches, Mishnah Ches, and uh, check out the uh, Art Scroll. Um, I didn't see the... Uh, the regular machine, it's like I say, mine is missing, but I know they always do a very good job in terms of mustering the sources. And I know the Meiri and his Kibra Shuman always talk about this Mishnahis. And like I say before, try to see and judge how they try to stick Chuba in, even when the Mishnah doesn't talk about Chuba. Uh, and try to integrate as best as you can with the fact that the Torah, the Chumash, doesn't meant to mention Chuba at all. And uh, see if, if there's if, if the Icar is a communal thing, and also if you think about the nature of Chubmiyava, then sometimes you get a little Chubmiyava. To Chubmi, anybody's able to get to Chubmiyava. I'm curious, that's pretty good. Uh, even a little bit, that's pretty good. Most people satisfied get Chubmiyava. So don't hurt me, you know, in the Sanatoto style. Me this that and the other. A guy I know used to be in my shul climbed a tree the other day in Israel and fell off the tree and died, you know, and he said, they're picking lulos. It's a scary time. I mean, you know, that's what it is. So anyway, with that, I want to close because I say, you know, I know uh, time is precious and uh, not make any long speeches. I'll just throw something one day and I have a son in Israel in the Mary Yeshiva and like all the American guys, he's going to need somewhere to eat on Sukkot. So if any of you in the area of the Mary Yeshiva are not far away, uh, or listening, you can get a hold of me because I have a boy, or probably he's going to come with three or four f- friends. That's how the Yeshiva guys work. You know, nobody goes by himself. Become a, anybody's willing to have a couple American guys or American European guys over for any meals and sukkahs, get a hold of me because I assure you they will be grateful. With that, I wish everybody an easy fast and uh, a meaningful uh, Yom Kippur. And hopefully we'll all get a little bit of a Teshuv Miyava, and that would be the best.
For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.